Welcome back to the Onside Podcast. My name is John, a.k.a. Didi. To say their final goodbyes to this fallen Louisville police officer, D.D. Megadoodoo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. So, like, one thing about like the, the, the clips that I use, I guess, for the AKAs, is that, you know, I have to, when, when selecting one, I have to remember that, like, you guys can't see the video, right? Because it's only audio. So I can't pick ones that, like, the video is funny, but the audio doesn't make sense unless you watch the video. Because, you know, you guys can't see it. So that kind of ruins the point of it, right? It, it kind of sucks because like, there are some funny things, like, I've seen. Where it's like, okay, I can't use this, though, because the audio just doesn't make any sense. And there's one specifically that I saw today that I wish I could use. Because it had me rolling. I was in class, too. That's the funniest part. <laughs> there's, this, there's this one video uh, of, like, the top of the morning meme. If you don't know what that is. Uh, essentially, that Kendrick Lamar's verse on Range Brothers, the intro, is just him saying top of the morning, like, 10 times <laughs> and that in itself is pretty funny to be honest because <laughs> it's it's kind of random but this video this clip oh my goodness gracious so it's from the first camp rock movie <laughs> and you know this that girl that like oh, i don't i kind of remember her actual name it's like allison something uh but she was like the DJ chick, Allison Stoner. There it is. She was like the DJ chick in like every freaking movie. Because <laughs> she was also, I'm pretty sure she was also in high school musical. I think she was in high school musical. She played the piano girl in high school musical. And by piano girl, I mean just the girl who played the piano. The very I'm pretty sure she did. I actually may be completely wrong. I'm thinking of a different person. Uh, we're gonna go. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. I just remember seeing her a lot in, uh, in like in Disney stuff. Oh, she was in Step Up. There you go. She was in Step Up. Uh, but yeah, she was. She was like supposed to like play a quote unquote beat or whatever on the piano. I don't even remember how it went in the movie. <laughs> but right, she's about to start. Of course, it just cuts into the top of the morning meme, right? But that's not even what had me dead. What had me dead is that, like, what she does on that piano <laughs> is so ludicrous. Like, she clearly she's not playing the piano, right? <laughs> and they're like, they probably told her, like, hey, make it look good. Make it like you're doing something, like you're getting into it. And she's just, like, moving her arms around, doing weird stuff. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Because, like, I'm, I'm looking at this. I'm like, how did, how did I let this slide? As a, how did any of us let this slide as a kid, bro? Like, this looks so bad. <laughs> and so I'm sitting in class. And I had to, like, put my hand over, like, pretty much the complete bottom half of my face. So it would not be seen that, like, I could not stop smiling. I wanted to laugh out loud so hard. I couldn't. 
But it was so funny. It was absolutely so funny. Oh, man. I highly recommend watch that clip. It doesn't even have to be that meme specifically. Just watch the clip of her character, like, playing the piano at the beginning. Good God. It is... <laughs> it is something special. All right? It is something special. Either way, it is Saturday, October 2nd. Hope you have an amazing day. As always, hopefully your week was great. Hopefully you're in store for an absolutely great weekend. Uh, I just hope and hopefully in store for a great weekend because it is supposed to rain for like the next eight days after this weekend. It's like a little storm concentration, whatever, or like a storm system is getting concentrated uh, in the, the North Georgia area because like a low pressure in the North and then high pressure from the South and it just gets stuck like over North Georgia for like five or six days. Like it's it's kind of it's kind of unfortunate, but hey, that's uh that's the season for you, I guess. Um, but yes, hopefully I can enjoy this weekend a little bit. I'm not gonna do anything anyway. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> it's, I'm saying that as if I actually do stuff on the weekend. I'm not actually gonna do anything on the weekend, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but an interesting thing that I saw today. Uh, a couple things actually. So it's this YouTube video that I watched actually not too long ago, um, about Gary, Indiana, right? Which was quote unquote the most miserable city in the U.S. according to Business Insider, uh, in 2019, if I remember correctly, which I find kind of funny because. Whoever did that ranking clearly has never been to Statesboro, Georgia, uh, or the entire state of Kentucky. So, <laughs> hey, no shade to my Kentucky folk. Uh, <laughs> but what was really interesting was that the reason why it's like this is because the, the town is like not. It's not necessarily abandoned at this point. I mean, it still has like sixty thousand people living there. But that's 60,000 people coming from a town that used to have over 170,000 people just like 50 years ago. That's a pretty sharp decline. Like, so the place looks pretty, it's pretty like run down, I guess you could say. They don't have a lot of income in general because it was like a steel town. Uh, I mean, right smack dab in the Rust Belt on the coast of uh, the Great Lakes. So, I mean, yeah, of course it's going to be a steel town. And it was almost going to be like a company town, but they didn't want it to be a company town. Um, but it still kind of resulted in the same failures that a company town has. And it's like, as people get laid off, because most people in that town worked for the Gary Steel Company. So as people get laid off, if things start to uh, go awry, then they can't afford to live there anymore. Right. And so people move out and they just don't come back. Um, and it was really interesting to see that because on the same channel that I saw this, I was going to kind of going through a couple of his videos. Uh, he talked about the legality or the possibility of Starbase, Texas. And if you don't know what Starbase, Texas is, it's like this proposed town by Elon Musk. 
of course, because called freaking Starbase, which a I'll give it to him. It's a pretty cool name for a town. <laughs> but uh, it's it's a proposed town by him in Texas that essentially he wants to create. This is going to be Starbase, Texas. Um, and he technically can do it. I'm not sure if he's still actually like working towards this because this was from six months ago. Uh, but like he technically can do it if he goes through like this certain steps. Um, but what I thought was interesting was like that would make Starbase, Texas essentially a company town because um, God was saying of his freaking company, not Tesla, the other one that has to do with stars. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> God, this is tough. Um, but yeah, they own most of the land there now. Like they bought up most of the land in that area. And of the house, the few houses that are in that area, they're all owned by his employees. God, what is the name of that freaking company? Now it's going to piss me off. It's like Star. Oh, I can't remember. All right, Elon Musk. <laughs> Let's go. What's the name of your freaking company? Wait a second. Wait. Okay, I'm gonna get really distracted here. Wait a second. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. <laughs> SpaceX. There it is. SpaceX. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, most houses there are owned by SpaceX employees. I think almost all of them are owned by SpaceX employees. SpaceX employees at this point. Um, but yeah, they'll create a new company town, right? And like company towns are somewhat almost always destined to fail, right? I mean, kind of from what I said before, like if people get laid off or anything like that, but also just like a company running a town isn't the same as like a government running a town or having like an actual government uh, and whatnot. So, like, it, it, I don't, it, it doesn't seem like a good idea. <laughs> but honestly, this is coming from Elon Musk. And Elon Musk is not the king of best ideas. Uh, and the, it's the funny thing when it comes to Musk, right? It's like, is he a visionary? I, I'd argue yes. You know, he, he's done a lot. In terms of that, I mean, the dude created PayPal, right? PayPal is pretty huge. Uh, Tesla's making waves and just kind of somewhat ushered in um, this new age of electronic cars. I mean, yes, there were electronic cars prior to Tesla, but Tesla kind of made it trendy in a way um, and kind of encouraged the moves there. And so, yeah, those are big plays by him. But, like, then he has stuff like the Boring Company which is just kind of idiotic and is never actually going to work. Um, if you don't know about his whole Hyperloop idea, like, that's never going to work. Like, it's 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 not feasible, like, at all. Um, he did the that new AI robot thing that he announced earlier this year, or earlier this summer, um, which is absolutely stupid and won't work because... It's a humanoid robot, and humanoid robots just don't work. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no point in having a humanoid robot if you just have humans. 
if you want to get a robot, the point of a robot is supposed to be more effective than a human. So you wouldn't want it to look like a human because humans are pretty ineffective machines. So bad idea. <laughs> that's just a bad idea. The whole star based thing, like I've already said, that's a bad idea. Uh, like, it, the, the dude has plenty of bad ideas. Like he, he kind of just like says stuff on, or it's like, like okay, he's like the way I kind of think, see things like how things go for him. It's like, oh, this sounds like a really great idea, a really futuristic idea. Let's do it. And it's like, but have you thought about the feasibility of anything <laughs> that you're offering up? Like he's the type, type type person that like he has he has ideas right but not the actual steps to create the ideas and that's where other people come in to actually do that stuff you know and so it's like he just kind of says stuff like he just keeps saying stuff like oh yeah I'm gonna do this oh yeah we're gonna do this I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do this and it's like dude none of those things are feasible <laughs> like none of those things can, can actually work right it's like, I mean, still to be fair, right? I mean, look at SpaceX. SpaceX has done a lot of really cool things, right? But it's kind of like the Steve Jobs effect, right? Where, like, Steve Jobs was an expert marketer in a sense. I mean, yes, once again, he was also technically a visionary, right? He had some pretty crazy ideas, but he couldn't actually make anything. He's not an engineer, nor was he a programmer, nor was he a designer. None of that stuff. He just had ideas and other people had to make his ideas, right? And so the thing is, because Steve Jobs was the CEO of Apple, he was the face of Apple. Like he gets all the credit for it, right? It's like, oh, look at Steve Jobs. Look what Steve Jobs did. And it's like, yes, he created this company. And yes, sir, some of these are, these are his ideas. But he just makes the idea, like the, the actual creation of the idea has nothing to do with him, right? He just says like, okay, I want some, I want a device that does, you know, X, Y, Z, and so, you know, it's less, it's not as simple as that, of course, but you, you get what I'm saying here, right? And so Musk kind of falls into that category of like, he owns these companies, but he doesn't actually make anything at these companies. So like, <laughs> with, with the credit still gets put on him as like, you know, this guy, right? I mean, he, he is that guy, I guess, but he's just like, he's the, like almost like the creative part of it, of it, not the actual part of it. Like, <laughs> he just throws stuff out there and just hopes that it can be made when in reality it's like, yeah, dude, why did you say this? Like, <laughs> It's like, it's like, why did you actually, why did you actually say this? Like, you kind of put us in a bad spot now. Uh, I don't know. Like, on a personal level, like, eh, I don't really care for Elon Musk. He's a, he's an interesting guy. He's, he's like our timelines Iron Man, but I don't know. Iron Man was actually an engineer, so. <laughs> Ain't no flame. <laughs> I get this episode. So, kind of as we get into this, uh, just like a random thing 
that I got reminded of as I'm looking at this page of Elon Musk. I was about to switch over to our streaming sites. Um, so yesterday, was I yesterday? Yeah, yesterday, because today's technically Friday. Um, I was in lab. I was having this conversation with my lab group. I went to lab partners about, I don't even remember how we got into this conversation necessarily. But I think we're talking about space travel, something like that. I don't remember. But I said like, oh, no, 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 no. We're talking about the ocean. <laughs> and like things that we were afraid of. And I was like, yeah, the ocean absolutely freaking terrified. Like water, like can't see the bottom of and, like the whole bottom was void of water. Like, yeah, that whole thing terrifies me. And uh, my lab partner was like, yeah, dude, I want to go to the bottom of the ocean and see what's down there. I'm like, dude, screw that. Like, <laughs> you will never catch me at the bottom of the ocean. But you would catch me in space. And I was like, yeah, like, let me tell you, the first second that there is an opportunity for me to go to Mars, <laughs> yeah, you ain't catching me on Earth ever again, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm, bound, I'm out of here, man. I'm bouncing, bro. Like, nah, take me to Mars. And see, the idea is, see, here's my idea, right? It's kind of selfish, I'll be honest, but I don't care because we're humans. Humans are selfish creatures. The idea of going to Mars is just so that I would be an early adopter and have more power than anybody else that comes after me. That's the point. The sole purpose of that. <laughs> like, it is the sole purpose of why I want to go to Mars. So, like, I would be, one, I'd be a pioneer. Like, a literal pioneer. Not this whole stupid, oh, he's a this societal pioneer. No, 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 no. I don't care about societal pioneers. Anybody a pioneer, not in a society. I want to be an actual pioneer. Like, 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 freaking, uh... Yo, what's homeboy's name that, like, sailed the Mississippi River? God, what are those two dudes? Dang, I should have paid more attention in class. <laughs> God, I forgot their names. There's also the dude the dude that hung out with Pocahontas, man. He was a pioneer. <laughs> dude, what are those guys' names? Jesus. But you get what I'm saying, man. Christopher Columbus. Ferdinand Magellan. Uh, who else you got going on? Other people that were actually pioneers, people that like thought the world was flat <laughs> and then they sailed out into the, the vastness of the ocean and found America, although America was already found by people that already lived here and they just killed those people. But there's no one living on Mars, so there's no one for me to have to like for us, like, there's no one for me to, you know, invade or kill people. It's just, it's just Mars, right? And so. You would actually be a pioneer, like venturing off literally into the final frontier, Mars, and then get to go to Mars, colonize Mars, start Mars. You would automatically be in like a government position <laughs> just based off of population size because going off of uh, the expansion, which is a show on uh, Amazon Prime, pretty great show. The Martian government would have to be separated from the Earth government, right? To make Mars its own colony, right? Because along with that, it's already uh, it's already a, like a, a legal agreement that no one can own anything in space, um, like other planets, other, other celestial bodies. So there is no country that can actually like, claim Mars. So therefore, it would have to be its own independent government, right? So there's that. And so along with that, you would be able to create the laws, right? Like, oh, God. 
be so dope. <laughs> like, you'd, you'd create the laws. You'd be able to, like, start, like, start the foundation of a society. Like, dude, you know how huge that is? To, like, you're literally starting your own society. Like, that hasn't happened in thousands of years. Because society has been around uh, in, like, its truest form as, as it is now for thousands of years. There is no one today starting a society, right? Hasn't happened. It won't happen until we can go to a different planet. And I'm telling you, that would be dope. Also, you know, presumably you have your own form of currency, your own, like, uh, economy. Being a first comer and being on that first wave, you would own the economy, man. Like, you, you you would you would essentially like you you would be you would almost somewhat own like every company that exists on Mars, because you guys would be the only people around to invest in it. So if people come and you know proceed to expand society, uh, and the economy expands, more people invest. Dude, you were like an just instant millionaire, billionaire, depending on like how the currency works, right? Just because like you were first. <laughs> so yes, very very selfish reasons, but like. Oh, it'd be so freaking dope, man. So, so dope. Okay, moving on. Uh, what are we watching today? We are watching The Many Saints of Newark. Uh, because, why not? <laughs> also, The Sopranos is, as a show, Sopranos is really freaking dope. I still have not finished it in its entirety. Um, like, I've seen, like, a full season of it, season and a half of it, um, and it wasn't even the first season, <laughs> I think it was like the second or third season that I watched, it's I watched it with someone else, someone else was, I was already watching it, and then we just ended up staying up like all night, watching the entirety of that season, I was so invested in it, really great as a show, um, and so we're gonna watch the movie, the prequel movie essentially, uh, and I know technically this is October, and I said I was going to do the horror movie stuff, uh, but I kind of forgot that the first Friday or Saturday of October was, like, just straight up, like, coming. <laughs> so I didn't plan for it. Uh, there's another thing, actually. So, Spotify just added this thing, uh, or at least, yeah, yeah, they added this thing for podcasts or whatever called Polls. Kind of like how YouTube has polls. You can do polls or whatever. And so I was like, okay, that'd be actually be really great. I could put uh, the movies on there, like the options, create a poll. What do people want to see? But the thing is, it's only on Spotify. And Spotify has like, these, like one of the smallest percentages of like the audience. Only 5% of the audience is on Spotify, right? So that would be like a really poor, how do I say it? Like, it'd be a really poor representation of, like, what people actually want to see. Because there isn't, like, enough people. Like, the, the, the majority of the audience isn't there to actually vote on that, you know? And so, like, I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll use it. Maybe we'll try it. I, I'll, maybe I'll put it in, in this one. Or, like, sometime next week I'll, I'll try one. And see how that goes. Uh, but, yeah. We'll see. Either way, let's get into this. I'm pretty excited for this, actually. I'm pretty excited for this because, I mean, I know 
a little bit of like the basics of the Sopranos. I know, I know, I know the world of the Sopranos in general. Um, and like I know a lot of the characters, but I also was somewhat under the impression that you don't have to actually, or you, you didn't have to have watched The Sopranos for, for you to actually get this movie because it kind of stands on its own. That's a good thing about prequels too, because the like prequels they're before the story, so like it's even if you haven't seen it, this should kind of be like a good step up into that, right? The only thing that you guys should be missing would be like the Easter eggs and like nods to the actual story. Um, but, hey, I can live without that. <laughs> I can live without that. So, uh, yeah, let's see. Also, this kind of reminds me of, um, of, uh, wait, are people talking? Yeah, why are you whispering, bro? Come on now. My volume is not that low. Okay. Hold on a second. Okay, but this kind of reminds me of, um, <clears throat> This movie called Gangs of New York. If you've not seen that movie, it's an amazing movie. I love that movie. It's kind of outlandish, but <laughs> but it is an absolutely amazing movie. And it's like almost like early mobsters, right? With the uh, with immigrants coming over. Um, Italian was, it, was there, they Italian? I think they were Italian immigrants coming over, uh, and like populating New York in like the early days. And then with long with the with the gangs and mobsters and stuff, uh, and it, it's 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 a good movie. It's a great movie. And at least let's to a conversation um, that like kind of comes up when talking about stuff with the Sopranos, uh, Godfather, Gangs of New York, of like is a movie glorifying uh, mobsters, or is it showing like the actuality of what it is to be a mobster? Right, those are two very different things. You don't want to necessarily glorify something that that's that's bad or negative, right? You don't want to make that seem good uh, or enticing. But at the same time, if you're gonna make it in a movie that's based around mobsters, you have to make the mobsters still, you know, characters that can be related to or sympathized with, because your main characters have to be able you have to be able to sympathize with those main characters or these. You have to create characters that the audience can sympathize with, even if they're bad characters, if they are the main character, right? Or even supporting characters as well. A good character is one that the audience can sympathize with, right? That's something that, you know, I'm kind of interested to see in this movie, how they kind of go about that, or they kind of go with, you know, the glorification aspect of mobsters or the realistic aspect of it. How relatable are the characters? How, how you know, how, not necessarily relatable, but like, how much depth did the characters have? If you get what I'm saying. Uh, so yeah, let's see. Okay, so like straight out the jump, there is like a huge, huge spoiler for the the actual Sopranos. Like literally the first scene of the second scene, like a huge spoiler uh, with like the narrator. Narrator, narrator. I don't know. Why I said that so weird. Like the narrator. Uh, and Tony Soprano, like, he just, like, just blatantly said it. <laughs> so it's like, I feel like they, they kind of, like, if you haven't seen Sopranos, if you then go into watching it after seeing this, you kind of already know what's going to happen, at least to one character, because he's in the Sopranos. I, I do recall that, and I also do recall what 
he's about what he's what he just talked about, uh, you know, in the in the narration in the voiceover. Um, well, also it was kind of left ambiguous in Sopranos, if I do recall. So the kind of just like just like that. Nope, this is what happened. <laughs> like yeah, and you're hearing it from the person that it happened to, and like yep. Yeah, also, I guess interesting because. Maybe there's going with there's going with that aspect of it since he since he's I guess he's dead so they're doing like a ghost voiceover almost and that's not a spoiler about it. the character being dead because I'm not saying what character it is haha <laughs> all right we continue so you know how like I was talking about a couple a couple episodes ago I was talking about like um accents and like how, like I loved like southern accents like the classic just like southern accents. Another accent, like, I really, really love, at least I, lo- I love to hear in, like, movies, or, like, northern accent, like, like, not just northern, but, like, the Boston-ish area, you know, like, I don't know, it's just something about it, <laughs> it's just something about it, and also, like, everyone up there, you just wonder how they're portrayed in movies, it's, like, kind of just, like, you know, punchy, to the point sassy, you know, just, like, snappy type just conversations I just it's, it's so interesting I love it I love to hear it <laughs> I absolutely love hearing it and she has she being uh I don't want to say his name because that kind of ruins that <laughs> the person's wife there we go it has that accent yep you want to know one thing that like I've always like oh it's someone someone, someone envied I guess you could say of like Italians and Italian families and, and cultures like this are like the family aspect of it. Like how every generation of the family is connected, right? Like they always do the big, they do big group gatherings of like, you know, just all the family members and family members know each other. It's, it's an actual like tight family, right? And you see it a lot with. Uh, with Italians, I think also like, a lot of European countries in general, it's the culture out there, um, but like, I kind of envy that, right, like just, like just that, that family aspect of it, like, that, that large family aspect of it, of like everyone being connected like that, because like, I mean, I know you, on a personal level, like, I don't have that, like, I mean, my family's only connected, I mean, I'm just not, uh, well, not really, I'm just not. Most of the people of, most of the, my family members of my generation, <clears throat> like, were just not connected uh, as much into the family as those before us, which makes sense because they're all siblings, <laughs> and we're not, so, like, you know, it kind of adds up there, but uh, it, just, it just always, it just looks like, I don't know, like it's fun, I guess. Is fun the right word I'm looking for? I don't know. It, it, but just that aspect of it, I've always, like, kind of wish I got ahead, in a sense. Or perhaps it's one of those, like, grass green on other sides, right? Or maybe, like, maybe these things suck. I don't freaking know. It doesn't look like they do. <laughs> it, tends to, it seems to look like everyone's usually having fun. Even in like, real life, like, you know, real life stuff, uh, with, like, you know, this kind of stuff, it seems like everyone's enjoying themselves and having a good time. Um, dude, are you coughing like that at this hour, bro? Are you serious? <laughs> okay.
Okay, let's keep it pushing. If you want to talk about juxtaposition, <laughs> this is some crazy juxtaposition right here. Where it's like, literally the scene prior, this character seems like such a nice person. Like a nice, genuine guy. Right, who's just trying to do good by the, by, you know, by by his people, right? Keep keeping keeping food on the table, I guess you can say. And then literally the next scene, he murders a teenager, <laughs> like in cold blood, straight up just murders him, broad daylight, like the juxtaposition, the juxtaposition between like this nice guy and then cold-blooded murderer right it, it's it's like two sides of the same person i guess you can say or two sides of like the life he has to live of like working for the mob and not wanting to screw up you know which is, i think is a pretty good i mean i, I don't know how they're gonna carry this out throughout the movie perhaps they will continue with like that kind of juxtaposition i think it's a really good way of like showing like mob life right like you have to balance being a family person while still being a freaking murderer and a killer right like that, that that's a part of it you can't escape from you know so like that because kind of, it, it's the reason why I think that work is because it's so jarring when you go from like a nice scene to something like just gory, <laughs> like that. I think I think it works like that because that that's that's what life that's what their life is like, right? Going from like just chilling and relaxing to popping somebody. Like, I think that's a pretty that's a pretty good way of showing it. I would tell them that story, but like just seeing it for the first time kind of caught me off guard. But <laughs> it was good. That was good. So, one thing that I find kind of interesting is like the historical, what's the accuracy of this? Because they're showing the riots, like the, the 67 Newark riots. Uh, and like it's really cool because. They showed the inciting incident of the rally, what caused it to happen, and like the how things devolved, I guess. And I think it was really cool because, like, when you see the scene, it, it doesn't make any sense. Well, not it doesn't make any sense. It seems like a random scene, right? Somewhat. The, the the guy getting pulled over, the cat driver getting pulled over. It's like okay, this seems to seem like a a normal scene, right? And like, I mean. It's 1967, right? So, like, I kind of knew what about to happen anyway. <laughs> it was just, like, it was a black guy getting pulled over by a couple white cops in 1967. Like, what? You know what's about to happen, right? But I didn't piece together what was actually happening until, you know, they showed, like, the riots and, like, the essentially almost like the city burning down. And that reminded me of you know, this story, I looked at to make sure that, like, I was correct, and I was correct, yeah, it's, the, 
it's these exact riots, the new work, the new new work riots. Uh, so I think it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. They have the the historical aspect of it, and like inserting this into like an actual real point in time, right? It kind of grounds everything into reality, unless of like a quote unquote fantasy almost, because a lot of movies like this kind of tend to venture into that fantasy aspect of it, of like, the things that are happening are just like super duper outlandish, and like, unbelievable, and it's taking place in a point of time that like, didn't actually exist, right, like, I mean, of course the time actually existed, but like, the situation surrounding the times didn't happen in the movie, the movie kind of takes place in like its own little bubble, but, this is like, taking it out of a bubble and putting it like, boom, this is real. Like if you, it's a listening. Like if you were here during this time, there's a possibility you could have seen this, not the riots. Of course we've seen the riots, but like the, the family, right. And you know, the mobsters and all this stuff going on. I mean, hell it probably, this probably is like generally pretty accurate. I don't know. Like I wasn't around then. <laughs> so I don't know how, what the mob was like. Uh, back in 67, but uh, that was pretty cool. All right, we'll wrap it up there. I'm heavily invested in this movie. <laughs> I heavily, heavily invested. This this is actually really good. Like, I'm not sure if I'm surprised uh, or if I should have expected it. I don't know, but like, this is really good. <laughs> this is a really good movie, at least so far. We're 35 minutes in. It's a two-hour movie. Uh, how long are these credits? Why does it show up right there? That's stupid. Uh, it's an hour 54 minutes. Hour 54 minutes. Total runtime. Before credits. Uh, it's about a third. Is that how math works? Less than a third. But... <laughs> Either way, but it, it's got me. It's got me heavily intrigued, heavily, heavily intrigued. This, it's like, it's good. <laughs> that's that's what I can say. It's good. It's it's so far. This is actually this is pretty good. This is pretty good. Usually, like I don't even think I really give recommendations at the end of these episodes. Uh, well, I think perhaps maybe because like, I haven't really watched anything that like has compelled me to give a recommendation. Uh, like for like a live recording like this, I mean, pretty much like almost every movie that I talk about in movie talk is a recommendation. <laughs> unless like I'm, it's a, unless like I say it's a bad movie, but you know, generally there, but first impressions, you know, it's, it's their first impressions. So I don't even know if it's going to be good or not when I go into it. But this one, this one I can say, I recommend. It's pretty great. Whether you've seen Sopranos or not, this is a good movie as it's like on its own in and of itself. It's a good movie. Right? Once again, at least so far. But if it has a strong opener, well no, I can't say that. It's it's beginning to kind of like it, I won't it's not getting to the climax. Like roughly you're working towards the climax. I mean you're always working towards the climax, so you hit the climax. Um but like, as things are picking up, like it's getting like just better and better, honestly. The story's getting, you know, more, con- not convoluted, but more things are happening. Like, uh, just, it's good. All right. <laughs> I'll say it like that. It is good. Uh, but if you like this episode, 
enjoy the podcast, give it a like, get follow the rating, all like that, just let me know that, of course, if you do like it, share it with your friends, because good friends give friends good things, and you want to be a good friend, so give your friend a good thing. If you want to follow me on social media, it is at Gallo Hat on the IGs, and as always, 8 a.m. Eastern, same time, same place, every single day. I wanted to get all that out before it turned 12 o'clock, so I can say I finished recording on Friday. Oh, now it just turned 12. And now SQL wants to install something. Drink plenty of water, guys. <laughs> and I'll see you tomorrow.